2: really think we can make it better? Well, based on the new covenant, we can. But it's not us. It's Christ in us and through us as we present ourselves in whatever shape we are in, trusting in him to uh, show up in our lives. Yeah, we'll make some differences. And we're going to talk about that uh, tonight. As a matter of fact, we're going to talk some more. This is, this is day 20. Um, of of our 21 day challenge, so we're still going to be talking about the new covenant tonight, and uh, we have some very special guests. But first, I want to bring on my wife, Marty. Hello, Hi, honey. Are you okay? There's okay. Marty and
3: John and Gunner uh, John- I are far from John- each
2: other. Yeah, Gunner Gunner didn't Gunner is is at a conference and he was not able to break free tonight, so. I'm running the switchboard, so if anything goes haywire, well, you know it was me. Um, other than that, though, I think I've got...
3: The reason why we said <laughs> oh, each... hello to each other is that we're in opposite sides of the country right now. So haven't seen each other since about Thursday, Friday. So hi, I guys.
2: Know, it's really... Hi, honey. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. It really yeah, is. I
3: can't wait but... to introduce our guests. I'm so, so, so thrilled that they're on.
2: Yes, we have, um, w- this has really been fun because, uh, the last few weeks we've been able to have on some of our old friends that we uh, plunged into the new covenant together with probably 35, 40 years ago. And, um, m- these were people, uh, some of them were in my discipleship group, some of, uh, or, or also in Marty's and, uh, so it's been really fun to reconnect, and we've wanted to just find out uh, from from these folks uh, what what the what the New Covenant means in their life, from when they started those many years ago to where, where what's it mean in their life right now? What's going on? How, uh, how does this? I was we're going to try and put some flesh uh, around the bones of some of these uh, things that we've been talking about for 20 days now. So we are very, very uh, privileged and excited to have Dave and Pat Kelly with us from the state, the great state of Washington. Um, Dave and Pat, welcome.
1: Well, thank you, John.
2: (laughs) Pat, are you
3: there? I'm here. Thank you. (laughs) Patty's been my friend forever and ever and ever. She's been with me in high times and the low times um, over these last forty years. So, um, please meet my very
2: good friend. These guys have great friends of ours, and um, just followed and been very supportive in so many ways. And um, and and Marty uh, has been involved too. Uh, We were just talking about um, their son's wedding that Marty uh, uh, got to coordinate. Uh, yes. Isn't that right?
3: That's, so, that's that, that, that was so, so brave of, 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 of their son's wife, whom I had not met, to so let me uh, run the show. But um, I love telling people where to go and how to, how to get there. So I had a ball. Yeah.
2: My <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that something that you've always kind of wanted to do anyway?
3: It's something I always <laughs> do. Yeah. So, I, so I was very happy I, that I was given permission.
2: Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I just don't
1: So get we helped the mission. dream come
3: through. What, You did yeah. a fine
1: job party.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. It was a beautiful wedding as far as everything that they did. I mean, they, it was beautiful. And a beautiful couple.
1: And I also got a picture of you and John dancing.
3: Oh, no, really? I'd love to see it. Yeah. Put it up on the Facebook tomorrow, okay?
0: Okay.
2: Yeah. Well,
3: Unless I look stupid,
2: we'll have Unless to pass David that. We'll have listen. to pass that around. Of course, real Christians <laughs> don't dance. That's the only. That's the only problem. Oh, that's true. That's true. Oh yeah, well, I, yeah. Except, <laughs> yeah. Except that's changed. You, you can dance now at Wheaton. It's okay.
0: <laughs> oh really? boy. Yeah, okay.
2: yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, yeah, they, you know, they took that Patty,
2: off a number of years ago. Yes.
3: Maddie, we've come a long way over the years, haven't we? Could you tell me yeah. a story? <laughs> yeah, she's ready. Um, can you tell me a story about where we've, our, our lives have interacted, um, you being in Washington this entire time and me being down here in Southern California? Tell us a story about our relationship. Well, um, I, think it, I believe it started back in, uh, in the 1970s when – I don't know how it happened, but you approached me after uh, Body Life at PTC and asked if I would be in your bis- discipleship group. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't and... know, but I had heard about her. She, I heard that she was extremely teachable, and um, and someone that I would really enjoy discipling. So I believe that God had hand hand picked Patty for our discipleship group. I so know. we went through two rounds, I think, mm-hmm. together, yeah. um, one with one group and one in, with another group. And then uh, I was blessed to have you in my wedding as one of my bridesmaids. <laughs> <laughs> I, remember that. I remember those pink dresses. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I think I learned so much from you, Marty, um, through that. Discipleship group, and I remember one of the things is uh, you taught me how to uh, love my brother as my brother, and not see him as a potential mate. <laughs> hmm. Yeah.
0: Hmm. We
3: were we were studying Ruth at the time, and then that brother did become my mate. <laughs> <laughs> <They> <laughs> gave up loved looking him as a brother. <laughs> He found you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was quite a time in our lives. I think yeah. a good time. Time of growing and Was he your brother young. first?
2: Was he your brother first? He was first? my
3: brother first. Well, I, mm-hmm. I wanted to. I I was in love with him. I think when I first met him, but um, I he wasn't ready for me. <laughs> That who is ready for you, Daddy? What's that? I said who is ready for you? That's good, but, but anyhow, God God um taught me through you and through the book of Ruth how to how to um love my my brother as my brother is not him as a potential mate. But somehow that changed our whole my whole attitude and it changed his too, I think, right?
1: Yeah, I learned how to be a kinsman redeemer. Yeah. There you go, David. Just kidding. That's there, great. But, yeah. No, i has been one ever since. I, I viewed Pat as my sister.
2: Mm-hmm. That's, that's really probably,
3: cool. Yeah. That probably how, how helped when the, when the not-so-good times came around, huh? You know? Yeah. Wow.
2: Um, so yeah. that, that's, that is amazing uh, because I, you know, we both taught a lot about that principle of being brothers and sisters first. And uh, I, I get way back in 73, I think, I gave a talk at PBC that turned, turned out to, to be uh, the most famous talk ever at PBC um, no. I, I always had that joke with Ray Steadman that he, he doesn't have one, you know, he has all those talks, but, but he didn't beat me on this one. I have one talk that beats him on any one single talk. I
3: have a library that's still living, you know, he's my thing. Yeah.
2: Single, thing person's, print, identity? Yeah, single yes. person's identity? Yes, single
3: person's identity. It was
2: printed up. I think there's over half a million copies have been uh all over, gone all over the world ever since mm-hmm. and and but but it was that principle basically very simple thing of treating each other as friends first and uh and, and the funny thing is that what i found out i of course i did, i don't hear much from people anymore about this but i used to get letters a lot and uh they would all tell me that as soon as they you know as soon as they started to you know treat each other this way then, you know, then they fell in love and got married. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly
3: what happened with us. <laughs> yeah, because yeah,
2: it, it comes down to setting each other free.
1: To yeah. To be each person to be themselves in the sight of God. That's uh, so uh, true.
3: If and when you do that,
2: wow. Yeah. And that is. That's, that's it. That's so much the new covenant. Um,
3: and so, well, Dave, when you have a problem with Patty, when you have a problem with Patty, Dave, you can blame it on Christ because you are um, everything in Christ. So if he put your together. together. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've yes, we to have
1: had a, a problem, Marty.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, this is about veils, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have, well, you have, you have, you have such a, an amazing life that's gone from here, from then, to here, so many huge um, uh, areas of impact I know within World Vision and other organizations, also within your own family. Do you feel like sharing any, any stories from your life where the New Covenant was more radiant than at other times?
2: Um,
1: what I'm thinking about our, our, our travels, well, because we went over to Africa uh, with World Vision, um, we also visited a, a ministry that our church supports in uh, Nairobi mm-hmm. and uh and we didn't really realize it the first time we went we got a better sense of it the second time we went that this there're two schools in a neighborhood in an area of Nairobi called Dandora and Dandora is one massive slum not the biggest slum but it's the poorest of the poor Mm. And um, second, I I always felt total peace about going in and out of Dandora. Mm. And uh, but then the second trip, uh, Ginger Palm, who's the head of Kenya Children's Fund, told us that it's an extremely dangerous neighborhood. We close our windows when we're driving through. You never know when a hand will reach in a window and grab whatever they can or have a machete come through the window. Mm-hmm. But um, it was not a safe place for us to be, yet there was a total sense that God had an umbrella of protection over us. Mm-hmm. Um, it if, if I had to defend myself against the machete, I am utterly inadequate. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, And you have your mic It it, it uh, New Covenant is living by faith. Mhm. That uh it works out everything that happens is for a purpose that God will use for uh by His power He will make it redeem it, whether good or bad mm. um wow
3: that that's really hard i mean it, it's easy to say it when you read it in the Bible, and it's easy to say it when you're safe and sound in your own home but but the the fact of being out in the world and having a uh, being very inadequate within the poorest of poor slums, may it be your next door neighbor or um, down in the inner city or in Africa, um, uh, there is a tremendous sense of inadequacy that I don't have anything that I have to give these people. And so I become very frightened and I hide from them. Um, uh, and I think that your, your idea that that's, respo- we're, almost, we're supposed to be inadequate, right? Dave is that what you're saying? I mean, that's, that's the way that we let the Lord shine through is that. Yeah.
2: Um, no. yeah. No. Yeah. Say
1: no
3: if I'm not. I'm done.
2: I, I I'm think not. in our in our in our inadequacy, we become we become adequate um, through the Spirit, and that that's when this thing really starts to take off. Is is I think when you begin to to realize that um, you're not trusting in yourself and that you can walk into a situation and God has made you adequate. I'm wondering if you have any any stories to tell us, like from when you went into a situation and maybe maybe you haven't told us the whole story yet there. But um, uh, you went into something feeling inadequate, but you went anyway. And um, how did God's adequacy uh, meet you at that, at that place? Um, have you got a, a story like that you can tell us? Well, let me follow up a little bit with the first one.
1: Good. Our being at total, total peace about entering the Dandora neighborhood to go to these schools... Uh, had to have been from God.
2: Hmm. Uh,
1: that made us adequate or, you know, yeah, able to do what we were doing. If I, apart from God, if I had the fear of going into that neighborhood, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think in that case, God over overcame any fear that we might have had uh, about entering um, a very dangerous neighborhood. One where five years earlier, after the Kenya elections, parties were running around with machetes and chopping up. Well, I don't think I want to say any more than that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But also, Dave, um, your your job, I mean, your mission was to go and be with the children, right? I mean, to touch them and tell them that they're loved and that, Representing many, many people that are, you know, caring for the sort of, children. <coughs> isn't, isn't that very we went? You have yeah. to, you couldn't, you couldn't give the message, you know, in a letter. You had to come in there and touch them. I mm-hmm. definitely wanted to be there with them.
1: <clears throat> yeah, it it was really important for us to be together with them and them with us. Uh, we, at one point, we had said that. Um, well, this trip to Africa cost a lot of money. We could have given that money to uh, the Children's Fund for this. and But then their response was, well, yes, you could have done that, and we would have used the money responsibly. But we don't want you to forget us, and we don't want to mm. forget you. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: mm-hmm. That,
1: that boggled my mind. Yeah, you know, that, Relationship is so important. Mm-hmm.
3: Wow. What wow. was well, that I like? More, uh, I, uh, could you say that one more time? If we could all get this into our lifestyle, our life would change. Could you say that one more time, Dave?
1: Uh, the relationship is the most important thing. It comes above the cost and expense of um of what it takes to maintain that relationship. Um, they they didn't want to forget us. We don't want to forget them. And uh, we can come back with the stories to tell at our congregation to encourage continued support for this mm-hmm. important mission.
2: What was that like uh, uh, being around Just, those kids? What What was that like? Can you... Uh, The primary school, they are just
1: energetic and hams and full of smiles. (laughs) You would never guess they live so poorly. Um, I I think there's a good chance that the kids being in Dandora where Christ has expressed his power very powerfully are happier than the average American kid. Of the well, same age. Uh, yeah. it, th- we, get, we did a walking tour around the primary school. We saw how they were living. They were truly 10 shanties, one room, um, no electricity or water. No electricity or water. Mm-hmm. And yet these people, when they get up to go outside, they dress themselves well, and they dress clean. Mm. And you say, how can they do that? <laughs> and yet wow. they do. There is something motivating them, and I can only attribute that to the power of Christ dwelling within mm. them.
3: Dave, you know, that's a really interesting thing. You know I work a lot with women without homes, and with and, and, and other women, uh, to their area of the the women have recognized that it's other women, the women have, without homes, um, are most are similar. They are different. But what you said about is the, the women without homes, the most important thing to them is to get in the morning somehow get in clean clothes, and the second choice is to get a shower. But to, to present themselves in the community and <laughs> be clean and whole, uh, um, and and with an element of dignity, um, it's very interesting you should say that. And the people that I've noticed who are who find this to be the most important are, are the greater followers of Christ than I would ever dream to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, it,
1: it's, it's our it's the difficult situations God has us in that He uses to redeem our lives. It, you know that. Later in the New Covenant, when Paul, in Second Corinthians, when he says we're stuck down, not destroyed, perplexed, but not despairing, and we're always caring about the body the dying of Jesus in order that the life of Jesus might be revealed in our mortal flesh. Um, mm. that's, he, that's the means by which he forms character within us. And character mm. is what matters in eternity. Really? And as does relationship.
3: Oh, my God, David. Say one more. Say, Talk about that. That character is what is important in eternity and, and a relationship. I would love to hear your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah. Um, I. It's what, well, tribulation brings about perseverance. Perseverance brings about proven character. Proven character brings about hope. Um, You you find the New Covenant
2: all over the Bible.
3: (laughs) You
1: do,
2: don't you?
3: Yeah, yeah,
1: I mean, New Covenant was the catchphrase that was used um, uh, at Peninsula Bible Church to express living by faith in a way that it hadn't been expressed before that caught the minds and the imaginations of uh, of um mm-hmm. uh Christians and would be Christians at the time mm-hmm. and it uh, it's still extremely important to me to think of it in those terms because that's the way that's the way we've been set free to become who God made us to be
0: mm-hmm. Wow. Well,
2: uh, it's a, it, I, what about, oh, go ahead.
1: I, I'm just thinking that when I, I came to Christ in 1976, which was towards the, uh, well, I like saying the dying embers of the Jesus
0: movement, <laughs> um, and
1: Pat was a uh, raised Christian from the get-go. Mm-hmm. I did not ever experience trying to live a legalistic lifestyle to um, put on faces or masks. But I sure Uh understood the New Covenant. And, uh, you know, I loved your musical, John, The New Covenant. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Because it it was a truly teaching, was reaffirming the truth that we were learning uh, from the biblical teaching that we received at uh, Peninsula Bible Church and at the uh, at the, the careers, career class. Mm-hmm. Um, Pat, I think it probably did more to set her free uh, because of her upbringing within the church. Uh, yeah, I, I, I Pat, you want to
2: talk... You- you one if you might That's want to talk perfect. a little bit about maybe veils is is that something that rings true for you? Oh
3: um, yeah well, when you know I grew up in a in a little Baptist church, and all my life they taught the salvation story, so I got that down pat. um i um, I got real involved in, in and everything I could possibly could at, at my church, uh, thinking that I was making God happy. And as long as I was
1: in the choir mm-hmm.
3: and president of the youth group and in a Bible study and this and that and this and that, that God was pleased with me.
2: Mm-hmm. And
3: so I kind of felt like I had to work, 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 work all the time. And when I mm-hmm. came in, Context with the new covenant. Uh, the one song in your in your in in that musical, um, "Rest in Him." Mm.
0: Yeah.
3: Is that the name of it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just yeah. when I when I connected to that song, it's just like everything in me just relaxed, and mm. I learned that I don't need to do 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 in order to have God's favor. And then I Hmm. can just rest in him. And I think that was one of the biggest things for me when I came in um, to learn about the new covenant. I didn't have to work anymore. It was (laughs) God doing his work in me instead of me trying to impress God and try to make other people uh, think how spiritual I was or whatever. So that's kind of, for me, that. That was a real turning point in my life.
2: Yeah, I think that, that's that, what that's, makes. Go ahead, Dave.
1: I mean, that made I was immune from legalism of any sort because mm-hmm. uh, I, I I did want to impress people off and on mm-hmm. throughout my life. Sure. I probably <laughs> still do it. If I wait, however, if I wait until my motives are pure, pure, I will never do anything. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: and I've come to peace I, I'm at peace with that, that okay so uh, my pride still rears itself we head here and there mm-hmm. um, it, it doesn't mean I shouldn't do what I want to uh, think God is calling me to do just because I think I'm going to be impressed somebody by it
2: wow that's um, so good
1: there's um In more recent ways in which we have to trust God, rely on him where we feel totally inadequate can be characterized by three different phone calls we've received from um, our kids at one time or another. First Hmm. one was, hi, this is the Normandy Park Police Department. Um, You need to go over to the emergency room at Highline Hospital and meet your son there. (laughs) <laughs> great. Uh, great, yeah. Uh, I can't expand on that much. Every every parent's kind of nightmare. A, it's still a rather sensitive topic. <laughs>
2: I the yeah. next,
1: next one was, uh, Hi, this is Foothill Presbyterian Hospital. First of all, I'd like to tell you that your son is okay. Yeah, oh why gosh. wouldn't he? be? <laughs> Second... <laughs> We need your medical insurance information. And uh, that one, you got to uh, uh, help care for my uh, son one weekend, I think, when he stayed with you guys. Oh, yeah. I just remember that. Foothill Presbyterian Hospital is in mm-hmm. Savina or Pomona or somewhere along that stretch of mm-hmm. highway going out to San Bernardino. Right.
3: Uh, he was in bad shape.
1: Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, and I thought, oh, good, he's never going to climb a mountain. He's not going to climb any more mountains this summer because of all the extra hardware in his ankle. And he went on to try to conquer five Cascade volcanoes, and he got to the top of Mount Rainier, the tallest of the bunch. Well, yeah, okay, Uh, that's just an aside. Then the third phone call was actually the Fifth Cascade call, uh, Volcano call. It was Thanksgiving that fall, and I uh, got a phone call and says, Hi, Dad, I'm at 11,000 feet on the side of Mount Shasta, and it's been snowing here for some several hours, and we're camped in the Avalanche Gulch, and I'm scared.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Please pray. What can we possibly do? I mean, it's yeah, okay. <laughs> night time can't send out a rescue party uh yeah, they're not that critical condition yet
2: but
3: uh but that's your baby. wow
1: yeah. yeah uh what yeah
2: what
3: you know i'm so very happy well, was that it, you know his life to god
2: yeah was he but did he call you specifically for prayer
1: yeah, he called because the cell coverage on the side of Mount Shasta mm-hmm. and even at the top of Mount Lassen is pretty darn good. Mm. <laughs> cool yeah.
2: Sense. Well, you know that's isn't that fantastic though? Because that you know, on one hand you go, this is something I'd rather not know anything about until later.
1: Yeah. Oh, you know?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But but on the same, on the other hand, um, if prayer means anything. Yeah. then you're, you're so thankful that he called you because you can pray. There is something real you can do.
3: Well, yes. But, but, but I think, most parents are, your, your son is very similar to my daughter. I'm um, Thank God, they never met each other because they're both mavericks. They both go for, what is that? What is it? What is the challenge and how hard do I have to go to meet it? Um, but the, the, the thing is, is you think, that you have no no role as a parent in these children's lives. um, um, and, and, and think it had absolutely no effect until, well, the rain you know, the the, the mountain call saying, "Hey, Dad, I'm scared." The, 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 the fact that he has the, the ability to be able to share with you a sense of vulnerability when, up until then, he could handle anything, um, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it was a huge step for because I know him, it was a huge step for him. Even though mm. most of us are going really help, you know. Long before, but this guy, this guy is such a daredevil, uh, and boy, has such an amazing character. Um, uh, that, that, that for him to admit that he scared of something very big to be able to
1: admit. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's so easier what, to tell talk what, about. The, it It's yeah. easier to talk about these things now than back then because
2: when it was happening, it was sure scary. Scary. Well, I'm I'm wondering what that night was like for you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you just hung <laughs> up the phone um, and went back to sleep. <laughs> uh, I
1: don't. know The sleep wasn't too good that night. No. Yeah, I don't the, think But then, know. That, <laughs> then the prayers were the prayers were better that night. Yeah.
0: So too.
3: Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were really you were chilling on your knees. Not just a night-night thing, but you were going, "Oh my, beseeching God with everything you have."
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. So we're afflicted, but we're not crushed. No.
3: That's right. Except maybe so a crushed ankle. <laughs> oh yeah, there's so many people that um, um we, we just started this um new ministry of uh, prayer ministry, and uh, it's only a month old. Um, but there are so many people that are flocking to it, and the prayer warriors ask that they give that these people that are re- requesting prayer. That they give them a weekly update on what's going on, and and what that does, I mean, it certainly encourages the prayer warriors of, that their prayers are, are, are in the process of being answered. But on the other hand, it keeps um, people who have asked for prayer to keep their eyes wide open to see what God's doing in their life, and and so much so often it's so small that we would over, we would overlook it unless we were looking, and and um,
0: mm-hmm.
3: I don't know, I, 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 your life. Your lives represent that to me, minus your son. Your lives represent that to me, that you've always walked um, uh, with your eyes wide open and, and, and seen everything is significant. I mean, like, Daddy, you went through this horrible thing with your knees. Oh, my God. I mean, not just one operation, two. No, 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 three. Let's go for four. Um, um, and No. Painful, painful things. And, and I'm sure in the midst of that, you are not going, thanks be to God, who we'll always leads us in triumph. <laughs> but 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 so tell us I mean, how do you get through pain I, 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 how, how does it happen I mean, I, I comfort all of us that may be anticipating or afraid of pain coming forward in the- in the future well, okay. I'm still working through that <laughs> what? what 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 I'm still what? working through that, you
0: know,
3: uh-huh. like, you know well, love. I mean, the the person that I would love to sit down and talk to that I know had been through lots and lots of pain all her life. I would love to sit down and talk to her um, and say, you know, just, hey, how do you do this? But you know what? Sometimes it's just a matter of this is the way it is and do what we can to alleviate whatever and just trust that God uses this, He's going to use this somehow, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's going to be where, where Dave goes, oh, no, doctor, I'm going to take care of Patty, no problem. And the third or fifth or seventh day when you can't walk from here to the bathroom, going, I, you know, I'm sort of tired of this. I mean, I'm sure it <laughs> didn't <this> happen.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't always get to see the fruit, or at least not very necessarily very soon after to uh, see what character God has formed in us. You don't see it till the next time you're tested.
3: Interesting. A lot of times people come up to me and say, how are your knees, or how are your feet, and it's like kind of like I don't know if this is a veil or not. I hope it's not a veil. But I say,
0: you know, I am
3: just I'm I peace, you know, Lord. Peace. I'm peace. I always out all, all the. <laughs> oh. Yeah. First, you're coming out a little bit,
2: but um. Yeah, the, uh, you're breaking out just a little bit.
3: Um, but, but, but what I heard you say is that people would come to you and, and, and say, how are you handling this? And you think something that's totally foreign to them who have not experienced the pain that you're in peace. I mean, that's, no, 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 that couldn't possibly be the case. Um, and in a lot of the counseling that we do, I'm so desiring to say, well, let me see how I can make this go away. You know, um, um, and, yes. and, and that's not my job. And um, yeah. it's hard to walk with someone. I have a friend who is in immense pain. She's one of our catch um, readers, and she's in immense, continuous pain, and sometimes falls into despair. And, and, and I, I, I want to catch her. I want to care for her. I want to say, make something. Get a magic wand out. Do something to um, <laughs> to nudge God to do something for her. And um, the thing is funny. is uh, There's no miracle miracle story that got out of this yet, uh, because it is in awe and God's coming. And that's all I know. I don't know anything about walking alongside the woman in such ex- extreme pain. Um, I, I have no cute words, no, no Bible verses at work. I've my heart so into it, and, um, except for my belief. That is right now carrying her belief, because that's, it's not faltering. She just, she's just so in despair that she can't. Um, it's hard. It's just too hard right now. So I'm carrying her I, I'm, I'm in my belief. And, um, and who is carrying me? Guess who? Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and Dave, well, I know you've through absolute horrific uh, situations. We have the reason why I'm gonna push this out of you is that we have several people, um um within our, our, our small church who um suffered um um extremely difficult um um circumstances, things that happen in their life on um, that you would certainly never want anybody to have happen. But there is no answer to the why, God. Um, one of them being um, a, a, a man who's true great catch supporter and from uh, and our communications, a man of God. Um, his son, his 19-year-old son, last November, um, I, I, I talked to you privately about the study, um, um, he, he was driving under the influence and he caused an accident which created a death in the other car. And they now are going to. it's just not going away. It's just... Um, no. Their son is not a bad man. Um, I mean, he wasn't purposely going out. He was a very good boy and, and very desirous of serving the Lord. It was, not, it was just a, really a dumb place to be with a dumb action, uh, uh, drinking. Yeah. Um, and, um, and this just happened to happen. Oh. If you were going to encourage somebody, uh, this person, and there's many stories, Dave and Patty, there's so many stories of other people. You see, we hear these stories because we're on the Internet. They can't see us, and they know we're probably not going to be at the same church they're going to be at on Sunday morning. So people are more um, um, open and honest to us um, without the fear of perceived judgment. Um, And so we hear things that are... um, I, I'm pretty sure that their parents and their, or their, their, their husbands or their neighbors don't know about them. And this is, this is just one example, that this man is very mighty, walking along going, oh, no, 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 everything's fine, you know, and people don't know how to address it. And, and he goes, no, 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 we're all, we're all together, we've got everything together, no problem, fine fine, And And yet they're not, <laughs> things are going poorly in their life right now. What would you say to them?
1: What if we knew what was going on?
3: Well, yeah, but given and, your, given your life and we're
1: him, in the same we're in the same local uh, body with them.
3: Mhm. And you are. This is an international body, but it is. Body well, body.
1: Uh, I don't know how much I would have to say. Um, other than to encourage them to talk and then to listen.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm. Listening is mm. 90% of it or maybe even more.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, and to know that they can share, let down their mask, as you say, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, not be judged for hurting in a way they I uh, don't think they ought to be hurting or showing to to uh, mm. those uh, who live among them within their local church body. The goal is mm. to eliminate masks and um, being able to open up rather anonymously over a blog talk or through email to you guys mm-hmm. directly or whatever, um, it's... To encourage them to find someone to, with whom they can share in person mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, and, people that like to
1: and uh, just to walk through it with them
0: mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm.
1: That life is too fragmented without being aggressive about being open and honest and dropping the mask yeah. that's um, really good
3: and I speak that serious. to
1: myself as well
3: yeah. Hmm. yeah. And me too. And me too. I mean, it's really easy to, um, to, 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 to speak of the word in principle. It's another thing to act out, to be in it. And, and truly allow out of your weaknesses, um, the spirit of God to come through. And, uh, there's a poem I, I, that I'm not, I can't, I do it, Matthews, I think that wrote it. It's called, I've, I've been called to failure. And in my failure, it's, it's a hmm. beautiful poem. I'll, I'll mount it on the thing tomorrow night, so, tomorrow so you can see it. um, it's a beautiful poem about yeah, of, 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 that in fact we really have been called a failure. That that in our failure um, uh, is where Christ's strength is, and, and that if we if we refuse to accept our failure by talking about our regret or um, or isolating ourselves, um, that we never really uh, we never at least engage in um, and seeing how Christ is working His strength through this failure through the weakness.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah. But it happens anyway. I swear. I believe it happens anyway, whether or not you're you're there or not, whether or not you're you're, whether without you, he's going to work through you. But he yes. has worked through you and Patty, yeah, and, and, and Dave, and um, and, and that's that's the story that you have to say, isn't it, to anyone, or or tonight, is that he has worked through you in spite of these times. Yeah.
2: yeah, and I I think I'm thinking that you've got to realize, and this is where the faith comes in, is that the long-term effect of these things, if God is truly in control and uh, of our lives and is working out his will, that uh, even the most horrific of situations, like this one you just talked about, honey, um, where, uh, which just seems completely unredeemable, um, and yet, if we could see Clear to the end, mm-hmm. I, I, we would have no, we would be. I bet really surprised at the things that God worked in and through that. How He got to the bottom of it, and then, mm-hmm. and then, what He was able to do through all the people involved, um, at, at, you know, in, in a long-term effect. That uh, that that's an amazing thing of, of God's will. You know, he is able to redeem everything. And we just and we have to believe that.
3: It was yeah. the hope of eternity, but you can't buy frequent flyer miles to get to eternity, as Pat was saying earlier, um, with <laughs> her, her, her Christian background, that she had to work really hard and that she would be gaining these frequent flyer miles to get to eternity. Um, um, and that you can't do that. But in the midst of what you're experiencing, the hope, of course, life in Christ and hope that... that, that uh, uh, there is an end to the story that is redeemed but we don't know the end of the story and so we're in the midst of it and in the here and now that's where the pain is and that maybe, maybe also what Dave just says that you know 90% or more people uh, just listen to others yeah. uh, might be a really really wise thing and, and, and then maybe also to pray for the discernment of those mm. that, that, that just want to fix things and you, you there's some things like my friend Tim that I cannot fix. There's, there's nothing mm-hmm. I can give her except for my belief. Um, um, yeah. and, 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 and i be mean, willing to carry her. I mean, literally. Dave and Terry, I know you went through something really, really tough, and, and someone, your friends along the way, surrounded you and were willing to carry you when you couldn't possibly have um, um, you know, been steadfast and um, um, uh, uh, you're in need of, of others to come alongside you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> sometimes that's what it is. I mean, because we can't, and, and you can't, what I just said about the long-term effect, we can talk about that now. Uh, you can never say that to someone in the middle of it. It's just no. um, You know, but, but at the same time, that does not make it any less true. It is true. I know for a fact it's true. Um, right. But, and, and so we can believe that, but sometimes... We have to just hold that back, and I, I love there's a Bruce Coburn line out of one of his songs with "Just sit next to me and kick at the darkness." <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, sometimes, sometimes that's 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 the best thing we can do, you know, and yeah.
3: uh, just be be with them. Be, be with someone that's that's dealing with with such tough times, mm-hmm. or someone that is in darkness, meaning that they are either veiled and hiding themselves or that they are, are truly in darkness not knowing the Lord.
0: Yeah. There,
3: there's nothing different. There's Christians who veil themselves and hide behind that. Um, um, and that is this. they are not representing Christ in anything in their life because it's all veiled. They're nothing different than someone that doesn't know the Lord. Of course they're in good heaven, but, um, but, but you know, they're making no effect in anyone's life as they walk and talk. And, and walk and yeah. talk. I, I think I've been trying to get this amazing story out of you and you Dave and Pat, and it's not necessary the, um, because it's, a, it's an amazing story um, that has no end, but you are very very faithful through it. The truth though you know we are always looking for the big story, the big moment where God moves in um, when in truth it is always this little itty-bitty constant moments of Christ looking through our lives.
2: Um, yeah. Recognizing that.
3: That's
2: great. Yeah. Well, you
1: know, In I our... I hate to. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Dan. Yeah. And, and then I'm going to have to land the plane. Up, uh, this evening before the call, Pat and I are feeling kind of helpless. Well, if we stop and think about it, we're probably still feeling that way. <laughs> Hardly wondering uh, if if what we have to share is helpful and useful and. Um, but we're also uh, something else that's going on currently that is hurtful to us. And um, when we prayed, I kind of thought that I know we are in the hand of God, but maybe we get so comfortable in the hand of God, we don't always recognize it, that it is power is indeed sustaining us. Mm-hmm. Um that uh we are being sustained whether we feel mm-hmm. like it or not.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Um that 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 sets me at peace to uh know that God is at work even when I don't feel it, not aware of it. Mm-hmm or even maybe mm-hmm. resistant to it. He is always mm-hmm. persuading us at our deepest levels within us through his spirit to uh, continue mm-hmm. the process of making us like him. We want to wow. be like Jesus when he's wow. finally through.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, God, can wow! You, Johnny? Johnny, yep. could I suggest that you pray for patty and dave we have not a clue what they're talking about it doesn't matter um uh, because anyone listening right now they have all pains and 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 and, and perplexed by many many things they're are experiencing horrific realities in their life uh, uh, um, and we don't know who they are either so if, and we don't know what problems they're dealing with could you potentially pray specifically for pat and dave and then on behalf of all those that are listening um uh, mm-hmm. for, for for peace and i don't know i can't tell you what to pray for i'm sorry yeah when i promise yeah. To you it, i promise you i will not interrupt you i promise
2: yeah okay <laughs> well and and of course we don't we don't we don't well, have anything any needs ourselves do we we don't have anything to pray <laughs> <laughs> oh for boy us, for sure. yeah,
0: right
3: yeah
2: i okay i i will pray well, i mean, uh, dear Lord's on our yeah. prayer list.
3: <laughs> what, what, yes, I will. I will. I learned it, and also, and this is a commercial, but I love this man, George Barna has come up with the best book under the sun. Is George Barna B A R N A, and 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 what's it called, John? What's it called? The
2: maximum Faith. Maximum Faith. Yeah,
3: maximum Faith. That the one. It will it, mm-hmm. will, it will. it will. It will. It is the best book that has ever presented Christ and uh, and in us and and, and how. We are either willing to die to him or we're willing to you know, keep ourselves separate from him. Of course you're a Christian and of course you're going to get to heaven, but you're not in the process of experiencing him. Because experiencing him does include the process of dying and, 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 and pain. And, and so anyways, Maximum Faith by George Barnett. Everybody's got to get that book because it changed my okay. life. Okay, we're
2: we're running out of time, honey. So I'm gonna get I'm gonna I'm gonna pray. Um, Thank you, (laughs) dear Heavenly Father. We thank you so much for the fact that you are in control of our lives, and you are watching over us. And there are not any accidents or mistakes that happen to us, but that you are working in and through everything. To work your perfect will, and there are things that ways in which you will use the events in our life that that will actually allow us to minister to other people, to touch to touch someone else's life based on on what we've gone through. And um, so, I just pray right now for Dave and Pat, and uh, just all all the things we've been through together and apart. Um, I just pray for them right now, Lord, and, uh, uh, what, uh, the, what, whatever burden that is, uh, on their hearts, that you would, uh, give them the courage, Lord, to believe all of these things we've been talking about, to trust and to have that peace, um, uh, even if, even if may, they may not, not know it right now when they know deep in their heart, a peace that, doesn't, that passes all understanding. And uh, I pray that uh, you would sustain them, help them to see, uh, get their heads above water and able to see, yes, you are here, you know what you're doing, and uh, maybe even to begin to see down the road um, what's going to come out of this and uh, what, what kind of people they're going to be and the people they're going to be able to touch as a result. Thank you that you do this in our lives, that uh, each one of our lives is is a ministry, and that it's your ministry, it's not ours, Um, and so we pray for that, we pray for their ministry and the lives they touch, for Marty and I, and the things that burden us, Uh, we would find our peace and our strength in you, and uh, that we might continue to touch others' lives because of what you are doing in us in your name amen fantastic well listen you guys uh, we gotta we gotta close this shut this down as Gunner says land the plane
3: Johnny 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 <laughs> um, yeah I, I, before mm-hmm. we we shut down this um thing and and land the plane um do you remember when when Bat and Dave joined us um I think it was like an I don't remember, millions of years ago um, at Gordon College in New England, remember? They, they, oh, yeah. They, we, we, they, <laughs> Patty was working with me, his disciple, and, and, and Dave was working with Ron Michi, and um, um, mm-hmm. the, the four of us who are ministering um, in Gordon College. Do you remember, Johnny, anything that you could um, um, tell everybody about how how young we were and how stupid we were? <laughs> and what we're doing? And, and oh, we could put pictures. <laughs> and yet, you you know. Do you remember those three kids, that and Dave, that were just so alive in the audience? That were like, you know that they are, they are amazing people in this world right now. They were so hungry. Um, uh, yeah. I'll never forget those three kids, but, but the rest of them, too. Um, I, I, I don't know, Johnny. I don't, you know, my memory is us, uh, the four of us ministering to these people, to these students, and, and leaving with, with, with this time of communion and, and prayer. And and disappearing and leaving behind. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, you know, you look back on those times and you think we were either really total fools, or um, or God was we doing were. something. For us. And and and, and I think I think both are probably true. But the, what it what it does the, the whole thing about that uh, is um, I think the bottom line of the new covenant is to show up. Because we have to believe that God is in us and that He's gonna use us. And that's really all we did there. We Andy we showed did. up in 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 front of a bunch of kids. We didn't know exactly what we were doing all the time. Um and uh, and the God God just used us. He led us to people, He led us to the right things to say, and uh no, that that uh, that group was very much touched by our time there, and that's when you have to know it wasn't us because uh, we yeah. didn't know a thing about what we were doing, and that was that was the cool thing. Uh, you love that, like Marty said, we love to. Uh, once in a while, we used to do that. You know, after having some very close intimate times with a group of maybe maybe forty or fifty people, um, to be able to to. To have a final prayer time and then just kind of slip out and be gone because uh, it wasn't about us. We're just the vessels, and uh, mm. they don't—they don't need to say goodbye. They don't need to say any of that stuff. They don't need to—you know—we don't need to hear any great stories, and, and uh, we don't need to be pumped up by the good nice things they're going to say about what we did. No, because it was all the Lord, and uh, and and so mm. we leave, we leave, and we leave with Him, and they have Him, and we have Him. We go on our way, they go on our way, and, um, and, and yet we've all been strengthened because uh, the Holy Spirit was there. That's that's what's cool. Well, listen, I, yeah. we gotta we got to do this. We've got to land the plane, you guys. I know.
3: Okay. John do, you, John, do you know how to land an airplane?
2: No, I don't, <laughs> except I do know, I, I do know how to start the music. Gunner's
3: always done this. What?
2: I, you know, do? I know how to start the music. Yep, yep. I, could.
3: I used to be a flight oh, attendant. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, please sit down. I uh, yep. put your seatbelts on, put your tray tables up, and store okay. all the things over there. Thing, and put everything underneath the chairs and something else. That's that's my thing. John land the plane.
2: Okay, this is this is John Fisher for the Catch on Blog Talk Radio. With great thanks to Dave and Pat Kelly for being our guests today. And uh, keep on with the new covenant. Keep on walking in in truth and in power and in His might. And uh, you know, yeah, that's. What's happening? The music's supposed to start.
3: <laughs> there you go, Johnny. <laughs> Thanks for oh. sending a real airplane.
2: You're listening to well, The Catch with John it wasn't Fisher true. on Blog Talk Radio. It
3: wasn't pretty. Connecting
2: Thanks. life. Thanks, Dave.
3: Thanks, James, Patty, thank you so much. much God bless you. Thank you. The thank man. you. Maybe. Oh, maybe.